Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Get off your cell phones. Pay attention. I tell you, you start counting five like a sucker. Tell me a little bit about the uh, SDR podcast. I've been checking sure. it out lately, and it's it's fucking amazing. Oh, thank you so much. So I came from radio. You know, I did radio for 16 years, I think, 15, 16 years. And I built a radio show that was on about 90-something stations. I never got an accurate count because it would always change. Like, you know, local stations would, would carry us or drop us, depending on if a new program director came in. But I did that most of my adult life from 29 to, like, 45 and then a few years ago, I just realized, oh, radio sucks, you know, and there's not going to be any issue. Um, there's not going to be any radio anymore soon. So I decided, let me figure yeah. out the next step because I couldn't make any more money in radio because who listens to radio? So yeah. I started a podcast that actually came from the comedian that I do it with, Jay Okerson, <clears throat> who suggested we do it together. It took me a year to be talked into it because I literally had to, and I had said this many times, but I had the douchiest response ever, which was, hey, man, podcasting is for people who can't do radio. I do radio. Like, don't bother me, you know? But then over the next year, I kept hearing about it. So a year later, I said, hey, let's do this. And we started about five years ago. And literally, I called it the SDR show because at the time, there was like 100,000 podcasts. Now there's a million. But at the time, I said, well, what can I call it? to make sure that anybody, you don't have to know anything. You see that, you're like, oh, I'm going to listen to that. So who's not going to listen to sex, drugs, and rock and roll? You know, so that's why I named it that. And it grew pretty well. And uh, we do ridiculous things. I don't know how politically correct this show is. I listened to a couple not. episodes. But yeah. like tonight, we're doing, I'm doing a show live in about three hours. And we're calling uh -huh. it B3, which stands for the Butthole Beauty Battle. And three porn stars are coming in. And we're judging their, they, there's a new company called Booty Tape, and it's uh -huh. made to spread your butt cheeks open. So <laughs> all three porn stars are coming in, and we're, we're judging them on color, hairlessness, smell, and overall appeal, which is just Very stupid. Good. But yet also, I just interviewed Grandson, Our Lady Peace. We've had Mark uh -huh. Cuban on. We've had, uh, <laughs> uh, you know... Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson on. We've yeah, had yeah. Ray Romano on. So we get these, we get great guests, but we also do really stupid things too. Dude, can you imagine coming up with the patent for booty tape? Booty tape. Yeah. To, yeah. That's a good name. Who doesn't <laughs> want to buy some booty tape? <laughs> Dude, exactly. No, it's it's such a good podcast, man. Like, and and it's it's the three topics that everyone finds interesting. No right, matter for sure. what, no we matter ask what. every guest since the dawn of time, their first experience with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We've asked yeah. every guest that since they've come in. We've actually had a few guests refuse to come on because they didn't want to answer the question. And I'm like, dude, it was, I'm not going to say the name of the guy, but I was like, you uh -huh. don't think, like he said, I'm married. It's like, do you think your wife thinks you never had sex before her? I mean, <laughs> this is crazy. You're a rock star. And also, yeah. I said, you could say you don't want to answer the question. I'm not an asshole. Just yeah. I have to ask it. You can decline. And he said, no, 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 I don't want to do that. So it just that guy never came on the show. Was it just the sex part that he didn't want to talk about? The drugs, too. But again, okay. like I've had people 
dance around the issue. Like, hey, what <clears throat> first drug you ever did? And one guy said once, well, it was the right thing at the right time, right? Should okay. I say, well, explain exactly what you mean or realize that that guy just doesn't want to talk about it and move on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've like, as I was listening to, you know, a lot of the episodes, I was like trying to think of mine and I was like, Oh my God. Like I'm just so white trash that like mine is like whippets for my That's first great. drug. Hey, whippets are great. That's awesome. <laughs> like, like I have, I have, I'm about, I give myself about 62% white trash and it shows in a lot of my, uh, well, drug whippets, you might as well just bump it up to 70 right there. Yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, and you have, the three types of guests for the most part, you know, that are the three most interesting groups of people, at least to for me, sure. like comics, yeah, porn comics stars and great. rock stars. Yeah, for sure. And we try to bring on sometimes outside the box, like, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I use that. Yeah. He's not in any of those boxes, but <laughs> I try consistently to mix it up. We'll do a couple of rock stars in a row, then a couple of like porn stars and a couple of comics. And so you never know. And then we do what I call the stunt shows like tonight, every once in a while, yeah, just to mix it up because I want you as a listener or watching to not know what, like, what's it going to be this week? You know, what kind of crit is it going to be a really serious interview? Like when we had um, DMC of run DMC on and he talked about wanting to kill himself and it was yeah. like a really powerful interview or the time we, hired a $100 escort and a $1,000 escort and got blindfolded blowjobs to see if it's really worth the extra $900. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say probably not. No, we both picked guess. the cheaper girl. We both picked the cheaper yeah, girl. Yeah, exactly. They're going to try harder, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, man. And like, I mean, I've just always had a fascination with like rock stars in general and like living that life. Because yeah. my life is so far off. I mean, I, you know, I used to wake up with like throw up on me. I guess that's pretty close to, pretty close. you know, a rock star life. But like, is there a part of you that was like, damn, like, I wish I could have been a like a rock star and had that life too. You know well, what I mean? I, it came very early to realize that I did not have any musical talent. Right. So <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew I couldn't play. Like I tried to learn guitar. I at the on my best day, I'm a yeah. terrible guitarist. Like, I like that's where the best I ever got. I could achieve awful status. It was the best I ever got. <laughs> so I realized though that I was great with picking songs. Like I was, a, I was a strip club DJ for a long time and a rock club DJ for a long time, and I would always keep people there longer than other DJs. So I was like, well, I'm good at picking music. And then when I started the radio show, I programmed the playlist, and we became like number one in all of our markets and in what we were doing with rock and roll. And there were a lot of times where bands would come in. And I would tell them, dude, you picked the wrong single for this record. This is the song that it should be. And time and time again, that was the song that ended up being the hit. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have, a, I have two yeah. platinum records on my wall from Motley Crue and Def Leppard as well. Because like I worked, <laughs> I would talk to these guys that I, you know, if you want my honest answer, you picked the wrong song. You know, I just would always say that. And then yeah. songs became big hits afterwards. Like, ah, I remember that guy. He said that. Did you, were you into metal like from the get go? Or was so, it kind of like a toe in the water kind of thing? I'm I'm 51, right? So I'm an old man. We go back to 1983 when I started high school. I was very into, which is hilarious, hip hop and breakdancing. And I was in a breakdancing movie when I was 14 years old, right? I was picked okay. because we were good good breakdancers and we were white. So they put us in the movie, right? And um, then at some point during that time, I fell in love with rock and roll. It literally came from two things. One... I was getting a haircut and a gay guy that was cutting my hair said, you would look much better with long hair. 
And I said, oh, I'll try it. I wasn't getting laid. So what's the worst that's going to happen? Let's try it. And as soon as my hair started to get kind of long, women started to hit on me. So I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And then one of my best friends at the time when I was 15, my birthday gift was he made tapes of all of his favorite music. So it was like Guns N' Roses and ACDC and Led Zeppelin. And I started to get into it a little bit. So that's how I was a little late to the party, but I would say around 14, 15 is when I got into rock and roll. Okay. I got you. Yeah. And also, you know, to go back, uh, if a gay guy gives you advice in any way, always take take it. it. Just take it. (laughs) Yeah. They know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, were there bands that kind of stood out to you that were like, oh man, like, maybe this is too heavy for me or did well, you yeah, kind of, I, for yeah. sure initially just liked the poppiest rock i was yeah. you know hair bands i like uh, white snake and uh slaughter and poison and motley and the bands mm-hmm. that were uh you go to the concert and in fact i just interviewed this guy uh you're too young to remember the band but the band was called mr big right yeah i, I interviewed uh billy sheehan oh great billy's awesome yeah. i know him for years yeah, yeah. and so the singers eric martin and mm-hmm. um he said when they went on tour with Rush, Rush came up uh-huh. to him backstage. I think it was uh, probably uh, Getty came up to him behind the scenes after a show and said, "Dude, thank you for bringing women to Rush concerts because there's never <laughs> been women here before." So I, I feel like I was gravitating to the Bon Jovi's mm-hmm. of the world because I knew there'd be beautiful girls there. So I didn't really yeah. go to Metallica concerts as much as I wanted to go <laughs> to to Bon Jovi shows. Exactly. Yeah. All the girls that are at Metallica concerts probably looked like Lars Ulrich. Yeah. And that's on a good day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, Rush is most definitely like the Star Wars of music. Yeah. I mean, like, it is. And, you know, to me, I never was into the Dream Theater. I mean, a lot of dream Theater is Rush mm-hmm. is like, I appreciate it, but I'm not putting it on. You know, like, yeah. I just not, I'm not, I don't see myself. I think you need to be a musician or really appreciate musicianship more than I do. Mm-hmm. I just like things that are catchy and I can sing along to. Yeah, I can understand that for sure. Like, are there guests that you've had? So let's just say the SDR podcast that have told stories that you were just like floored by. Where you're like, well, we've heard some like God. I've heard some crazy stories over the years. I mean, you know, like one of them that's like the ones that stick out uh, when we had mm-hmm. CC Deville of Poison on my old radio show. He mm-hmm. told us a story that the first time he had any sort of sexual interaction was with the Christmas ham in the fridge, and he did not tell the family that he ejaculated inside the ham and then watched his family eat it that Thanksgiving dinner. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever food's involved, uh, <laughs> things can get a little dicey for sure. And then we had, we had Ray Romano on and he, you know, we asked him about his first and he said, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, you know, I've never told, I goes off. Oh, fine. Fuck it. I'll tell the story. And yeah. he said, you know, he was dating a girl for like two, three years and they had set this up. It's time to have the first time we're going to have sex. His mother was away. Her father was away. She went to sleep over his house and they have sex. And the next morning he wakes up and he goes, are you okay? And she says, uh, yeah, why? He goes, well, we, we had sex last night. And she goes, um, you fucked my thigh. We did not have sex last night. And so that was a great one. That one just happened like a few months ago. And I love that story. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, like when you're a kid, sex is just such an embarrassing thing. Like yeah, you it's our culture. Our culture yeah. sucks with that. We we are built on a foundation of Puritans that were too religious for Europe and came here, and we have made it a taboo. It's silly. Yeah. That's why there's so much sexual repressed wackadoo people out there because mm-hmm. we've made it so bad. We shouldn't make it so evil. 
Yeah, most definitely. And then we make the people who are in, so let's say like the porn industry, like as a society, usually make them out to be evil people. Yeah, evil. And it's stupid. They're doing more good than bad in the world. It's silly. You know, like I don't I don't get it. Where like even in um in England they had the was it the page three model, the girl that would be mm-hmm. naked in the and here, imagine that in a newspaper, they there would be cities shut down. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, like you can, you know, you can show somebody getting like their head blown off in a movie. Yeah. But if you show too much nudity, uh Cut it. You like, know what's funny that you should say that because it just happened on my Facebook page yesterday. One of my uh, best friends for I don't know 15 years wrote something, and I said to her, "You're such white trash." Knowing that she thinks it's funny, we've known each other forever. It got flagged as inappropriate, and I got a warning. And yet the same day, I got five DMs from accounts that aren't you know I'm following at all. That are girls that are starting sex pages and wanted me to follow them. That doesn't get shut down or warned. Yeah. But me joking with a friend of mine got a warning. Dude, I have I have a friend who he'll know who he is. Uh, he likes to post. I hope he knows who um, he is. That would be a problem. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it kind of blurs the lines a little. Uh, <laughs> he likes to post videos of like cartel stuff, like mm-hmm. executions oh, kind of stuff whoa. on Facebook. Yeah, I know. And it, no flack whatsoever. Like Facebook's just like whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, but if if some chick like posted a picture of like her like a nipple, like I mean she'd be put in like jail. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it, is, it is. It is insane. a weird. It's a weird time because also now social media uh, networks are trying to figure out how to police themselves because they don't want to be. You know, there's that two thirty law, whatever it's called, but hasn't been updated since the nineties. I think it's a, it's a wild time, just like with podcasting, the blanket slate of say and do whatever you want and you are not going to get in trouble is probably not going to last too much longer. It's a wild time because I think eventually there'll be some sort of uh, voice to text translation that will happen automatically and will flag podcasts that have hate speech or flag podcasts that have words you're not supposed to say and eventually... It will not be this wild blue yonder that we're in right now. It's wild, wild west right now, the podcasting. Do you worry about that? Like, do you worry about it? Like, it, you know, like, are, are you conscious of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that? Or, I mean, there are certain words that you're crazy if you say them right now. You know, you're, you're asking <laughs> for problems, you know. So yeah. I, there, but those are words that I wasn't really saying anyway. But what I'm saying is that yeah. you can, there's obvious words that you can't say. I think it's weird how context doesn't matter anymore. And that's been a long yeah. time. My best example is in, during radio days, because uh, there's no laws right now, but back then, mm-hmm. someone I was interviewing said something about needing a hammer. And my mm-hmm. hacky joke was, I got your hammer right here. That's it. Stupid, right? Next day, I get a call from one of the radio stations in like Iowa, and he says, how dare you make that joke? Your show was on at a, at a, a festival. There were children there. What's wrong? I said, I was holding a hammer. What are you talking about? How do you know? You know, I mean, you're making it sexual. I was yeah. physically holding a hammer. He goes, no, you weren't. I said, yeah, I promise. I'll show you. I'll send you a picture of the hammer. What do you tell you? Mm-hmm. There's no, you made it sexual. And then it, that's when radio started to not become fun is that it became, yeah. it used to be, don't say these seven or eight words and you're good. Mm-hmm. Right. But now, even then, 10 years ago, it was starting to become context. Uh, mm-hmm. If they didn't like what was implied, they could then shut you down yeah i can i can see that and there's just so much like bullshit of like 
oh, um, let's take a snippet out of what you said and now sure. just end your entire career from it. Yeah, like, it's a weird thing. It's a, And also, by the way, the worst thing right now, God, we're getting really political here, but the worst thing right now <laughs> is you judge people by who they were their entire lives versus maybe you were an asshole until you were 25 and then you became you know, Mother Teresa for the next 25 years, but that doesn't matter because 25 years ago, you were in a contest that was supported by the KKK. I, that's crazy. And that's what's happening now. There's a very famous um, politician. He passed away a few years ago. Last mm -hmm. name is, is Bird. I forget. It's, I think it's Robert Bird. But mm -hmm. he was like a Klansman. Awful person. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, horrible. But had a spiritual awakening. And when he passed, the NAACP, Obama, Oprah, all honored him that his because he was such a advocate for uh, equal rights. Yeah. Today's culture would have canceled him for what he did 25 years before that. Yeah. And yeah, that's the mistake. There's no like retribution that anybody can get regardless. You know, like that's yeah. kind of the mentality is that like, it's crazy. He said, a, he said a dirty word in 1984. Let's burn him. Like it makes no <laughs> sense. As, especially if you've been a good person the last 20 years. I know. And also the biggest problem is what was socially acceptable then and now are different things. And my argument yeah. is if you don't think 25 years from now, they are going to persecute people for eating animals because now there is genetic animals. Oh my God, he ate an actual cow? What a, what a horror. Let's take his statues down. That's going to yeah. happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Like where in the hell is that headed? Because, I mean, it can't be anywhere good. I mean, I'm sure some of it comes out of a good place of like, oh, I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. But at the same time, like, if your feelings are hurt because you listen to a podcast. Yeah, turn it off. Turn off the exactly. podcast. Yeah. But like they got rid of Columbus Day. It's not like Christopher Columbus was this rogue lunatic who went sailing and killed everyone. He was endorsed. It was like, yeah, yeah, go do that, you know? So now he's horrible, but he was, you know, it just makes no sense. It was, it's mm -hmm. what they did at the time. Cortez said, burn the ships. Don't, we're not coming back. We're killing everybody. Those yeah. things just happened. So it's crazy that we're trying to apply today's standards to people from what, however many years ago. It makes no sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Who, okay, if you could have three guests of your choice, living or dead, who do you think would have like the best stories? Well, dead opens up a whole other world, but I'd say okay, living. So let's say living, living. For yeah. sure, uh, Axl Rose. For sure, Charlie Sheen are the two <laughs> that I've been trying to get forever. Those two okay. are the ones that are like my two holy grails, Axl Rose, Charlie Sheen. And then I would love to get someone, like what I loved about Neil deGrasse Tyson mm -hmm. is that it was so left field, but yet he rolled with everything. You know, so I would love okay. to get a big left field guest, like an Obama or someone like, what the fuck yeah. is he doing on the show? Kind of guess like a holy shit. What? Like my opening question to Neil deGrasse Tyson was, dude, like I've been a fan forever. I, I went to your symposiums. Mm -hmm. I've read your books. I saw I used to watch the Star Talk show. I'm, I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. And my first question to you is, why the fuck would you come on a show called Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll? Right? <laughs> and it just was such a great start to the show. That, yeah. you know, it was, it was, uh, and my second question was, what kind of stupid middle name is DeGrasse? And he was great <laughs> with everything. Like, he went with all of it. So, someone that comes in and not guarded, you know, that you wouldn't expect, like an Obama, you know, it's not going to be Obama, yeah. but somebody like that, Tom Hanks, you know, like where you're like, what? Why would he come on that? That one of those holy shit guests. But I think Charlie yeah. Sheen and Axl Rose are gettable given the right situation, but they just haven't happened.
For sure. Yeah. I mean, Tom Hanks, I imagine, probably has some dark shit. Like, oh, I'm sure. We can hear like, all about uh, <laughs> his pedophilia that everyone thinks he's doing. I'd love to get a an answer on that. Like, how how involved? Not that I, I don't think he does it, but I'm like, when was the first time you heard that as a thing? You know, dude, I I remember like when he got, you know, he got COVID in Australia and he yeah. like, couldn't leave. And people were like, oh, look, he's wearing an ankle monitor because he got arrested in Australia. I was like, yeah. dude, the conspiracy theories. Are there any conspiracy theories that you believe? So here's what I think about conspiracy theories. OK, it's a good thing that we have them. And the reason why six times in modern history, they ended up being real. So. There are at least six that I know of in modern history. Like one was like during Prohibition, they said the government was poisoning alcohol. It turned out being true. In the 70s, they faked a war to get their minds off of something else. I forget what it is, but six big ones, you know? So I think it's great to have people thinking batshit crazy theories because eventually they might be true. But the problem is when there's cascading amounts of evidence that it's not true, there comes a point where you're just an idiot. You know, the flat earth theory, you're just an idiot, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there's so many. I, but, you know, I feel mm -hmm. that it's great to have those people that are pushing the boundaries. But the, the chip in the COVID serum, it's such a stupid idea because, like, as it's been said a million times, we carry our phones with us. They're tracking you anyway. There's stupid shit yeah. like that. And then you have friends that were in the army that said they would get lost all the time the mm -hmm. army couldn't find them because GPS satellites are not that good. And yet somehow Bill Gates has this secret technology. Like it just makes no sense. You know, <laughs> your battery in your phone doesn't last more than three, four hours, but this is going to last forever. And you're like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. You know? So yeah. even like, I, I always had the, the, the thought, is there anybody who's a flat earther listening to flat earth theories on satellite radio? Cause that is hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the flat earth one is hilarious because it's just like, how boring is your life that you have to sit around watching YouTube videos that prove that prove flat earth is real? Because my favorite question to ask them is, OK, it's flat. I agree. Now what? So what? Like, how does our life change if it's flat? OK, now yeah. go. You go. I have, I, I'm on board. Now what? I have the exact same response when people tell me that they think the moon landing is fake. It's a great one. Like, great I don't one. like one. I don't even give a shit whether we landed on the moon. It did nothing. So right. what? And also then I, my question is, so there's been, I think it's seven different uh, countries that have been on the moon six or seven times. People have been on the moon. Yeah. Has everyone lied? Are they all in <laughs> on it? And what about every plane that has ever traveled across the world? Are they all in on this lie? Like they're yeah. all keeping it. It's insane. So that's like when the when the truth is is far easier than the fiction is when yeah. I tend to go to the truth, you know? Yeah. Well, what's it called? Like Occam's razor. You know, yeah. the, I mean, that's that's exactly you know what that yeah. is. And then there's the, the, the Dunning Kruger effect, which is where a little bit of knowledge makes you think you're an expert. Yes. And that happened like just that, the best example of that is years ago, the American Idol auditions where people uh -huh. could sort of sing. And then they think they're ready for the world stage. You know, that's yeah. the Dunning-Kruger effect explained perfectly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then so someone that took one calculus class thinks he understands why we didn't land on the moon. Oh, I'm I'm kind of guilty of it with like psychology. <laughs> I think <laughs> we all like, self-diagnose. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, 
not even just self-diagnosed. Like I read, you know, I'll read like a book about Sigmund Freud and I'll, I'll like analyze everything people tell me <laughs> like which one i mean how fucked up was sigmund freud that he thought everything had to do with molestation that says more about him i think yeah anything, i think so. i think that's true as well yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah god damn dude like what's a guilty pleasure ban for you like do you I have mean, so guilty I, pleasure I, bands? I am openly love all kinds to me there's two kinds of music good and bad okay. and i can find stuff i like in every genre my playlist sometimes goes from Barbara Streisand to Slayer. Like I like everything. And it, I the only song, the only type of music that I would say I don't consciously normally say, let me hear is like Gaelic, you know, like I'm not putting on Gaelic music. <laughs> I'm not putting on country, but other okay. than that, I'll throw on classical music. Sometimes I'll throw on really heavy hip hop. I mm -hmm. like, I think Olivia Rodrigo is crazy talented, you know? So I, there's, I love 21 Pilots. There's so many different yeah. genres. Like even today, I interviewed the band Our Lady Peace, which I love. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. The, this new kid, his name is Grandson. I don't know if you heard them. Uh, no. I love him. He's very like, okay. it's like rock meets, I don't know, uh, like dubstep. It's weird. It's really cool. Okay. It's different. And I love it. He raps and it's weird. And he sings and there's guitar, but it's out there. And I love it. So I... To me, I can always find even like the heaviest metal bands. Mm -hmm. If they have a melody, I can get into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I kind of feel the same way. Like I've said it multiple times. Like I'm a huge ABBA fan. Love and, ABBA. you know, yeah, ABBA's amazing. I don't care yeah. what people think about me for that. But yeah. so do you, I mean, do you keep up with new music? Because it's, it's so hard for me to do it. Yeah. Like, I, so here, here's the thing it's embarrassing. First, on the pop okay. side, Right. I'm, as I said, I'm 51. I tend to date girls way too young for me. Right. That's just, I'm, I'm a creep. I accept it. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> so what I do when I'm in the shower and I've said this many times, so I apologize, uh -huh. but, um, I listen to pop radio. Why? Okay. I want to know the music of the day. If I'm going to take out a 25 year old and she tells me she loves the weekend and my response is, yeah, Fridays are great. Aren't they? I look like an idiot. So I try to stay current with whatever's popular, you know, on the radio. But then for me, I love finding new music. So I'll put on like Spotify discovery playlists or, or things like that to find songs of bands that I never heard of. Like grandson's a great example. They just came mm -hmm. out. Um, I got really into, um, Oh, Oh my God. I'm going to think of it. Ronnie Radke's band. It used to be mm -hmm. escape the fate, but now it is called oh. universe. Yeah. I yeah, got yeah. really into them. Um, there's, you know, I just love finding new music. Um, uh, what is it called? Glorious Sons, I think, is great. Rival mm -hmm. Sons is great. You know, I'm always just looking. I like I like to hear songs that grab me. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I feel the same way, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, I know I gotta, you know, get you going here. Uh, I highly recommend everybody check out the SDR podcast. It's fucking incredible. But uh, do you, you have absolutely, man? Do you have anything else that you'd like to? Yeah, my other podcast out. is actually on health and wellness. It's called the Good Sugar Podcast that comes out every Monday. I actually had a book come out called the 100% Guaranteed Guaranteed Guide to Weight Loss and Fitness. And it is actually uh, two pages. Page one says, eat less. Page two says, work out more. And then the rest <laughs> of the book is blank. But I sold a shit ton of copies of it because nice. it's true. I lost 60 pounds this year. So uh, I just say that, uh, you know, you can you can do it too. So that the, that show comes out every Monday. Uh, the SDR show is every comes. I do it live every Wednesday and every Saturday. You could watch live, and then it comes out five days later, which is Mondays and Thursdays. 
But uh, then follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton. I am Ralph Sutton. The SDR show Instagram got shut down because the guitarist from Def Leppard showed his abs and someone found it offensive. And so the SDR show pod uh, Instagram is currently shut down. We're fighting it, but hopefully to get back up soon. That's for real. That is for real. Oh my God. I kind of hate this world sometimes but here's my answer this is how i solve it you ready you have a t discussion on your a, a tick mark on your back end to say i'm okay with offensive material the poster has the option they have to flag this may be found offensive and then only the people who have turned on offensive filters will see the offensive content and within that construct you still can have some rules like no nudity or no hate speech of something they're like no saying the n-word or the f-word or whatever mm. but um i think that would work and then you can have a, a a much more free society and the people that don't want to see and you can even say turn off all political posts turn off all whatever it is and then you can have people self-govern and decide what they want to see or not see absolutely well said, well said, man. Well, again, I appreciate everything. Uh, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. Me, you too, Good man. Luck. Sorry it's so short. I just I oh. got a busy day today. I apologize. N no worries at all. I man. could no talk worries. to you for hours, Cody. <laughs> well, I, hey, feelings mutual, man. Feelings mutual.